Der deutsche Spargelkult müsse enden. Germany's beleaguered defense minister has temporarily dropped his PhD Deutschland ist eine Perle der deutschen Industrie. Und ich glaube, das kann man nicht sagen. Ich weiß, wie viel Liebe dahinter steckt. Wenn Glühweinstände aufgebaut werden, wenn Waffen... Spargelweltmeister ist China, denn die bauen sich... Hey, it's producer Isaac here. Welcome back to Spaßbremse. This is part two of our episode with Nathan about Christmas market scandals in Germany. We released the first half of this episode last Sunday, so if you haven't listened to that already, I would encourage you to go back and check it out. We were uh, really trying to get into the holiday spirit with this episode, and we're enjoying some Glühwein as we recorded the episode, which you can probably tell by the way that we seem to become more and more long-winded and go on more and more tangents as the episode progresses, so this episode is a little bit longer than our usual ones. So I encourage you to uh, go and get your own mug of Glühwein or eggnog, or a hot toddy, or whatever your libation of choice is, and have some fun with us as we uh, continue to explore the weird and wonderful world of German Christmas markets. Before getting into the episode, I just wanted to thank everyone who has tuned in to Spassbremse this year, who has listened to the podcast, who has shared it with their friends, given us a rating or review on their podcast provider. It's been really wonderful to uh, see all the support that we've gotten just in our first few months of producing the podcast. And of course, uh, an extra special thanks to everyone who is supporting us on Patreon. If you would like to become a Patreon subscriber in the new year, you can go check the link to our Patreon in the show notes. We are trying to release two extra episodes on the Patreon each month. And if you like our series, and if you like us being a little bit more casual than we are on the main feed, then uh, we have we have some good episodes for you over on the Patreon. We just wound up our three-part series on German companies during World War II, and we have plenty more episodes planned for 2022. We also wanted to mention something that we haven't really plugged on the podcast yet, and that is that we will be doing another live show with Corner Spati in the new year. We will be getting into the new Traffic Light Coalition with them on January 9th. The plan was originally to have it again at Donau 115, the same bar we had our election night live show. But uh, given the new restrictions uh, in place here in Berlin, it's likely that we will be having to move that online. More information about the show is in the show notes, and we will keep you all updated about where you can tune into that on the 9th. Finally, one last thing before we uh, get back into the discussion. Uh, Michelle did tell me that she wanted to issue a retraction. She said on part one of the episode that she was not a fan of marzipan. She has since been converted and she says it's okay. With that, let's get back into the 12 days of Christmas market scandals with Nathan. Here are days 7 through 12. Happy holidays, everyone. What number on the are we- seventh day of Weihnachtsmärkte. Skandalen. Skandalen. <laughs> Sorry, whoa. Yeah, scandals. Um, who gave this one to us? T-Online.de. Nice. Um, or Saxon. Well, Saxony. Saxony, this is in 2020. This is actually a year ago to the day, December 14th, Ooh, 2020. Timely. 
Um, before Saxony, I guess, acquired its, like, now very, very bad reputation um, as, like, the Impfgegner hotspot, the, the hotspot anti-vax. of the anti-vaxxers. Yeah. yeah. But this is in Saxony a year ago. Police dissolve illegal Christmas market with over 100 visitors. In Saxony, the police have closed a private Christmas market. Over 100 guests strolled between mold wine and bratwurst stalls <laughs> shortly before the lockdown. So again, as we talked about, the two things you do there yeah. are both. <laughs> the, we weren't making this up. These both Shove feature a in the subheader. <laughs> yeah. The police in Saxony have closed down a private Christmas market in the district of Meissen. On Sunday, the officers met in a yard near the city of Risa. Private organizers organized a Christmas market there. The police recorded more than 100 visitors. However, this clearly violates the corona rules, as the police announced in Dresden on Monday. The market was immediately closed by the police. Thank you for your service. The organizer and 80 of his visitors received a complaint for an administrative offense. They are accused of violating the Corona Protection Ordinance. A total of 36 police officers were on duty. That's one to three. Just yeah. to, well, that's one to three of the visitors, and it's almost one to two for the people actually who received an administrative offense, which, like, I mean, America gets a lot of flack for, like, it's being a police state, which is obviously extremely true. But I feel like for the just sheer amount of police you see, Germany, like, I... I need to see stats on this, but like there's so many cops here all the time. Yeah. Like the fact that you need 36 police officers to issue 80 administrative complaints. Well, well that kind of complaint too can be, it doesn't have to be a police officer. It, it can, can be, be one of those people yeah. that, who just control like parking or whether traffic, you're riding your yeah. bike yeah. on the sidewalk, which I'm sorry, but it's sometimes necessary. It's, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Well, Wait, are you not agreeing with me? No, I agree. Oh, okay. No, I just, I was, I, I'm just hearkening back in my mind to Ted's Twitter thing from a while ago when we were having the conversation about biking on the sidewalk. Oh, yeah. Well, that's that's just the main example that comes mm. to mind. That's the biggest, know? that's the, the, the biggest How would you describe legal problem that you have in this country is people riding their bike on the sidewalk. How would you describe the ordinance armed to, like, America? <laughs> are they, like, mall cops? No, <laughs> it'd be like... It'd be like, like if, parking if, monitors? if parking enforcement had their own class of people. Right. Right. Like, I think the like the Ordnungsamt is annoying, but I think the idea of an Ordnungsamt actually isn't that bad. If you had a whole like range of enforcement officers that was there to just do administrative offenses, like basically like like a parking person in America, because we have those. But like if those were the same people to respond to like minor traffic things or like noise mm. complaints like you'd actually have a lot less innocent people killed like don't get me wrong the the ordinance is annoying but they don't have guns but they exactly yeah. they don't have guns and right. so like having a separate class of enforcement people that can give administrative fines and can only don't converse. have lethal yeah. that don't have lethal like weapons on their body i think like is overall a good thing i think they should direct their it's attention it's what towards most of cop activities bicycles, are anyway Exactly. Is these yeah. types of things. So, whoa, I feel myself suddenly being pro Ordnungsamt. And that was like. <laughs> Did you see the thing last week? In Berlin, I think a politician, I can't remember which one, was basically like, we need to be harder on people breaking, like, 
COVID vaccination laws and whatever, whatever. We just like at the end of the day, we can just pull all the people tr- policing parking tickets. <laughs> Exactly. Right. And they were like, oh, never mind about the parking tickets. Like, let's shift gears. Exactly. And, and have I mean, them- like, what is this conversation then? Is our parking tickets not a health hazard? Because in my eyes, they kind of are sometimes. Um, well, some well of, they should oh, be. Yeah. I mean, they yeah. should be. Because a lot of I think the if you park deaths, in a bike lane, you should be charged for attempted murder. Uh, and, yeah. and that one guy, the, this person like, died right. <laughs> no, this person died right by my yeah. work. Like, the the way I bike to work every single day and she died because there was a truck parked in the bike lane and then another truck parked right next to it and like swerved right and and that's it and that person got like a 50 euro fine yeah exactly (laughs) yeah it's one of those things where if you actually were to hold Germany to account it'd be very easy however how do you actually do that well, no, it would, it would require yeah, it, it would require actually taking on. I mean, we actually talked about this in our last episode. I don't know if it exactly applies to parking in the bike lane, but like the federal government, um, Julio, the guy we, mm. we interviewed, was talking about how the federal government limits the amount of fines that that cities can place yeah. um, on people for for parking infractions. I don't know if that like that applies to like parking in the bike lane necessarily, but like German cities have insanely low. Yeah. infraction levels for people that do illegal parking yeah. and so like and that's like the a, maximum right like they, bigger, they can't they can't charge more yeah like riding your bike on the sidewalk or like riding the u-bahn illegally is often a bigger fine yeah. than mm-hmm. parking in the yeah. bike lane or the yeah. sidewalk when it's like think they about literally the social lo- harm being caused by that and they lock people up for a certain amount of yeah, infractions yeah, yeah, against yeah, against Schwarzfahn, like the like riding without a ticket on the public that's transport so and they literally, after a couple of times, like, will put you in jail. But you could park as many times as you wanted in the bike lane, creating, like, an insane hazard for everybody else around you. And Actually you don't get jailed for that. It's, it's a- <laughs> like, you cause no one harm if you pay for, like, don't pay for public transit. Like, yeah. So insane. Uh, I just have a quick fact um, oh. for because that you raised earlier about um, police uh, per capita. Um, oh, yeah, yes. Let's hear oh. it. Germany do- has more police per capita than the U.S. <gasps> Germany has <gasps> wow. Three, Not surprised. Three hundred thirty-six police officers per one hundred thousand people, whereas the United States has two hundred thirty-nine. So it's An quite significant. 100. Yeah. Oh my god, that's, that's insane. so many. I mean, after seeing like the that's like so almost fifty percent more cops per capita here, right? Seeing yeah. the evictions of some of these squats oh my in God. Berlin, like I remember, like the Liebig, yeah, seeing how many cops they had on hand for one house of people. There were probably forty people living in that building, yeah, and they had like they brought them they from the entire had, country, yeah, yeah from the entire 3, country. They bust them. There, that the, was. completely crazy it was like to contextualize this it was october 2020 i think yeah it was like the peak of lockdown you had soder you had merkel you had i don't know i can't remember which mayor of which berserk in berlin loads of people saying well the reason covid is wild is because young people are going to parties and yeah that was such a made-up thing um Meanwhile, meanwhile, we have the soft lockdown right on the horizon. And what do they do as the lockdown takes effect? They bring in 3,000 cops from across the entire, entire country. They had them on the roofs of, yeah. like, the opposing buildings, like, monitoring the situation. It was 
actually That's also, like, not sorry. Like, at the start of the year, there was a story about Germany's vaccination rates and how loads of cops were turning down AstraZeneca Mm. because they wanted the German-made one. They wanted Pfizer. It had the better reputation. Uh, I think it was BioNTech. (laughs) Oh, sorry, BioNTech. (laughs) Uh, they wanted Biontech. They were not going to take the Chad vaccine. Um, <laughs> and then I I remember reading that. I looked up the statistics and it was something like the, I don't know, per 100,000 people, the like police incident rate was something like 30, 40, 50, 60, like higher than the average population. Um, and now knowing that there's like, what, 300 per 100,000 people, that's like one in 10 cops having COVID. Yeah. <laughs> At the very least, I think I might be underestimating this. I can check this later. Don't put this in the podcast because I'm not sure about these numbers. <laughs> but, like, it was actually... That's insane. Yeah. This is also just I from Wikipedia. I Maybe I should get a better source. No, that's a good source. <laughs> or, like, even going back to the first outbreak in Berlin, they were like, oh, it's the club Yeah, the scene. first thing was just like... I mean, and it's it, like, oh, it's Trompetta Club in Schöneberg, best known for being a cop bar. <laughs> I mean, the whole, the whole, through the whole thing, they've just tried to make it like a moral, a morality play, and yeah. like, yeah. it just is like over and over not the case. Are we on the next? I think we're on to number eight. Okay, so I just I have one more quick fact. Sorry, oh, um, yeah, yeah. this oh. is about the no romantische Weihnachtsmarkt in um, Sachsen, the one yes. that we talked about in yes. the rebrand in Regensburg. Yeah. Oh, in Regensburg. Regensburg. That's, yeah, is that Bayern? Right? Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, sorry. Yeah, not Zaxin. Right. Bayern. Um yeah. <laughs> Oh yeah, of course. No, but the one that I didn't know if that was actually made there or was like an American know. immigrant that like was from Regensburg and called it that. But I think I it's actually German. I think yeah. it's actually German. Yeah. Yeah. But this is the one that was like trying to rebrand itself, right, to uh, not get caught up in the COVID yes. closures. Oh yeah. They are closed for good. If you go on their website, they say, late this morning, our lawyers were informed by fax from the Bavarian Administrative Court that our application for an injunction had been rejected. Oh my God, when was Shock that? Shock one. Um, it actually doesn't have a date attached King. to it, but presumably after that article is written. Okay. Jeez. Marcus is on a roll. He loves Damn. to Marcus is laying that down that the law. That yeah. that <laughs> he is the, land, like it's nobody's the business. God King He's of Bavaria, <laughs> yup. Like, fuck, Lashet, I'm taking control now. <laughs> oh, yeah. Should have long Lashet's ago. over. He's <laughs> so over. Is he doing anything these days? No, no. They're, they're like, <laughs> actively kicking him out of the party. Oh, my God. Did he win a seat? No. He lost the seat. No, well, he lost the direct mandate. Yeah. Okay. I don't think. Uh, he, he's, like, They'll get him on the, on the list. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But, like, he, I think he did lose his direct <laughs> mandate, which is just Embarrassing! <laughs> Okay, number eight, Michelle. On the eighth day of Christmas, Christmas market scandals. Market scandals. <laughs> of Die Kille Nachrichten. Give to, to me. <laughs> What's the word for tax fraud in Germany? Steuerbetrug. Christmas market in Kiel. Mold wine flowed past the tax office, which I. <laughs> I, I like a little, I like the literary license they're taking with this. It has a little, like, it's just nicer. The other ones are, like, kind of literal, kind of boring. And I like yeah. this. The mold wine is flowing past the tax office. That just sounds nice. <laughs> uh, Kiel in northern Germany. Christmas markets in Kiel and Lübeck are said to have consumed tens of thousands of liters of punch and mold wine at the defendant's stands. 
But how many, again, in quotes, hot goods flowed past the tax office? I love it. Thomas, Thomas Gaia, good, good for you. You've got a, I hope you've got a bright career ahead of you because I like this. I don't a court- know. Sorry, can I go on a tangent? Um, <laughs> this just reminded me of when everyone was freaking out because bakeries have to give receipts now. Because everybody was like, oh, bakeries are big tax evaders. And now that they have to give receipts, like that won't happen anymore. You know, like, you have to get a receipt of bakeries. Yeah, yeah. Um, I want to like return to when we didn't have to have because it was also like a virgin. was that also not like the it was why spades could open on sundays if they had an oven to operate and something like, like that yeah. exactly so bakeries were essentially i mean i think it was basically criminalizing noicom let's be real yeah this episode has really taken us in a lot of different directions i think people it's good. like it it's great no it's good that wasn't a critique. That was a, that, no, that was, a, that, that was not a critique. That was an observation. I had to say something about the receipts. Otherwise, I would like think about it and be distracted. Mm. Well, yeah. I mean, Christmas markets really are the... They really do bind Germany together, I think. I was going to say, they're yeah. like the core of like yeah. something. All these like teams. I think there would be like together. a lot more societal disorder if it weren't for this. Fair, yeah. Um, <laughs> finishing. Keeps them in control. Yeah, yeah. Is no, this honestly. a New Year's Eve fireworks? Yes. Saying. And look at what they've taken from us. <laughs> so finishing the the subheader that we didn't even get through that. <laughs> <laughs> According to the public prosecutor's office, they evaded around one million euros in taxes between 2011 and twenty seventeen. Oh, wow. So that's like. That's one million in taxes, not like not total in revenue. Umsatz, not That's in, the like nineteen percent Mehrwertsteuer, the value added tax, which so is much money. quite a bit of money. It's in like Kiel and like Lübeck. Like, this uh, is not a, a this is not a wealthy yeah. or like large right? area. Mehrwertsteuer tax is seven percent if you don't own the goods. I think so. For like commercial processes, it would be seven percent. So seven percent. I mean, a million divided by seven is like. Oh, I had it as nineteen in my head. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, long story short, it's almost it's a, like a billion. Like it's a lot of money being <laughs> wow cleared from the books. So there. They, they translates here to the showman, uh, the showman's family. Uh, and they, oh, German articles always put ages in brackets for the first time they mention them. He's a thirty-two-year-old. So doesn't it just damn. contextualize everything that you yeah. need? He runs uh, the snack bar as well as rides. Bachelors, yeah. He's in the 11th semester of his bachelor's degree, but he's already pulled off over a million in tax fraud, allegedly. Yeah, that's the guy who's going to sue Spotsbremse. Seriously. <laughs> my views expressed here do not reflect any of my employers because I am unemployed. <laughs> I have no views. My kids are not in I am just merely relaying information. Okay, we should um because this next one is a doozy. Well, but this I, next one's a doozy. I want to hear what happened to the the people who made a million euros from the tax evasion in Kiel. I generally don't they know lived if happily happened. ever Did after. Did we like? Is there a conclusion to that story, or just um, just it says doubts about the scope of the allegations oh. grew? Uh oh. Okay. So he got off lightly with only a five thousand euro fine. The sum That's corresponds to only half a percent of the original yeah. allegation. When assessing the amount of money to be paid, quote, the court had to take into account the defendant's current economic situation, which is characterized by loss of income due to corona. 
that is amazing because, for example, contrast this with Hatsfia sanctions, where they take into account your current economic situation. If, yeah. say, you get unemployed, but you have, I don't know, a decent apartment or a nice car or, like, a television. Which isn't even your current economic situation. Which is like just something that's yeah. sitting there, which oh, is, like, fairly yeah. illiquid. Yeah. Right? And so... They say, oh, we're not going to give you state aid for unemployment insurance after one year of like the, you know, the unemployment money won. Yeah. Um, and when it gets into the like the Hartz IV, Arbeit Deutschland 2 range, they fucking look at every little bit yeah. in your family's money and everything. Yeah. And they will strip you bare before mm. they give you a penny. And your kids. And <laughs> your kids. Yeah. Their whole family. And when you're assessing someone for tax fraud, yeah. apparently it's important to look into their financial situation. And so instead of saying, oh, well, why are you relying on the state? Why didn't you save any of your one million euros <laughs> in fraudulent <laughs> non-paid taxes? <laughs> How do you spend that much money in Kiel? I'm sorry. <laughs> Truly, like, can we get a fact check? What is the population of Kiel? It's probably like 150,000. Yeah. It's a little bit more. Is it? Um, <laughs> As he's typing. <laughs> I knew that it was a little bit more. Because oh, okay. I Googled it recently. Okay. It was, it's almost 250,000 in Kiel. Okay. The city. The American and then, village. According <laughs> to it, says that in the, it says that in the Metro Kiel area, which oh, I don't know what that means. Metro Kiel but area? But that's like Rostock, like, like No, Rostock is its own Plat metro Deutsch area. Oh, oh, oh. It's okay. its own. Oh. Oh, Metro Kiel. Metro Kiel is six hundred fifty thousand. Wow, that's a city. That's a, that is that's a okay. Well, this includes Lübeck as well, so I'm okay. glad. There's probably yeah. some. There's Sorry. probably some there's pretty some dope clubs you can spend your million euros on. <laughs> and so. I'm sorry. Like this, this guy is so poor because of Corona, and. It's funny because for a normal person, they would have said, oh, well, you should save for tough times. <laughs> and when it comes to a business guy, apparently that logic doesn't apply. So he pays half a percent of the original allegation, 5,000 euros. As an entrepreneur, I side with the court. <laughs> it's a, so maybe that's the maybe that's the hot tip, you know, just become an entrepreneur and evade taxes instead of... I think it into Christmas marketing. The yeah, exactly. Like... This is the way to go. We've got Lindner in the Finanzams. It's fine. Michelle, I'm always trying to get you to open like a, an, a digital Kita chain okay. or something. <laughs> okay. After Linka, after Linka votes down Rotrot Grun Coalition, they're going to do an Ampel here. And then there's going to be a tender for disruptive Kitas. And if you're, not the, first, if you're not the first person to submit a bid... For an online kita, and you're the only you you hire some like random coder to do it, and just make an app for children. Take the same kind of voucher money they do for every other kita, and just just do that. Lock them into a little room and just give them yeah, a phone. Yeah, I mean the kids yeah. they they love screens and they, they love, love like screens. watching the stuff. They love the screens yeah. like and. The government loves innovation. The, the government loves screens even more than these. Yeah, true. Screens? <laughs> this was you don't the have to pay screens a salary. Thing, this was the only thing they wrote about Kitas in the Koalitionsvertrag, like, like, Bundesweit, like, fe yeah, yeah. on the federal level. Because I'm, like, furiously Googling, like, what are they talking about? Kitas and, and schools. 
And the only thing is they're like, we need to digitalize. <laughs> God, what does that even mean? <laughs> I mean... Start their own, like, Bundeswide, like, <laughs> YouTube channel? Yes. Oh, God. <laughs> Train the kids on, like, how to... Influence. North <laughs> for every keto employee gets an iPad. Good luck. <laughs> On the ninth day of Christmas. Market scandals. <laughs> My uh, true love gave to me the most here. classically oh, German title. thing in the world. This is bleak. This oh is God. quite... Oh, we've been I, working up. We've kind we've of been, been like... The last third yeah. of this is, mu- is uh, much richer. I mean, I, I enjoyed we the We said we weren't going to be doing anything anything too dark on the, on the final Christmas Oh, no, Christmas we're going. Episode. We're doing it. <laughs> on the ninth day of Christmas market scandals. So George and Zoyatong has to given be dark. us... And I, I, I should just say quickly the, the other one, because we tried to say what each day one. The other one was the 9th of January, 2020, for the, uh, the Keel Christmas market tax fraud, allegedly. Um, that he only had to pay 5,000 euros for 1 million of alleged tax fraud. Moving on to number nine, Zudeutsche Zeitung. I would say, what is that? Probably the second most, third most prestigious paper in Germany. Like, yeah. this is like a oh, real, people, yeah, yeah. almost like the Wa- the WAPO of Germany. Yeah, yeah. Like, I would say so, yeah. Investigatively, maybe like New York Times. Like, it's 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 up there. Like, they were like big on the Panama Papers, yeah. the Paradise like. This is like Zudeutsche no, is. They are a heavyweight. Yeah. It's, maybe of the daily. It might be the most like well regarded daily. It's them and Foz, right? But Foz would be like if you're. Yeah. Like, that's like the Wall Street but, Journal. But that's kind and of this clearly would be like, like New York slanted. Times. And, right. and yeah. Zudeutsche is taken so much more seriously because they're seen as balanced. Yeah, and, okay, and, yeah. true. You know? Who do you say the number one is then? Sorry, not to direct. Well, I was going to say, like, the most, like, prestigious would be, like, Spiegel, but that's more like that's a... That's a magazine. Well, exactly. Yeah. It's a magazine. Of the dailies, that's why I said this is the... Yeah, yeah, of yeah. the dailies, Du Deutsche is, like... Yeah, I think And Zeit right is also weekly, so... Right. Zeit is also very well regarded. Um, well, yeah, after Bild, uh, Du Deutsche Zeitung is the second largest paper. Of publication, okay. yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Highest grossing. Like most number of paid uh, subscribers, and no one takes build seriously. So Zudeutsche, like this is like yeah, this is journalism. Not not. I don't want to quite say New York Times, but like close there. Capital Yacht, November twenty one, twenty sixteen. There he is, Nazi Nikolaus, Nazi Santa, essentially. Picture is a is a nice kind of blurry one where they sort of pan um, of a guy in a Santa costume. And they say, a Santa Claus runs through a pedestrian zone. Peter Muck will no longer fill the role of Nicholas until further notice. So the mayor of Muldorf, um, Isaac, can we get a fact check on Muldorf? Yeah. What about it? Where are we? Just Bayern. Where are we? I know it's in Bayern. We're in Bayern, what, what are we population, about? Are we almost 18,000. Oh, it's a small town. Okay. Small town. Okay. It's Political leading? Well, I mean, I think we can probably guess that. Small, <laughs> small town in Bayern. I don't know. Maybe we're like Freie Vela up in uh, Muldorf, uh, you know? I mean, this entire thing is about the identitarian movement, if I remember correctly. Yes, correct. So it's quite contentious. It also could be like a little AFD outpost with a big CDU 
space. I it's between you Munich and Passau. Okay. Well, I, I don't mean, know where I, Passau is. I mean, a CDU outpost with an AFD base is kind of just the definition of the CSU. <laughs> and given that we're in Bavaria. <laughs> no comment. <laughs> I love being in Bavaria. I don't know about you guys. Hey, you actually, Michelle was right. The mayor currently is from the Freie Wähler, so. Oh, okay. Wow. <laughs> which is basically like. Uh, so I bet I'm like paying attention which, to the Strömung in, in like Bayern. It's basically just like the center right party for like village people. <laughs> oh my god. Not wrong. <laughs> okay, that's better than a no comment. Thanks. <laughs> Um, yeah, so Peter Mook. All right, let's get into it. For decades, Peter Mook's job was as peaceful as it should be at the Christkindlmarkt. <laughs> A romantic Christmas magic at the city Muldorf calls it the visit from St. Nicholas in the afternoon. This was Mr. Mook's role. Wait, Accompanied by angels, he gives children sweets. But now Mayor Mariana Zorna, who was then of the SPD, oh. has fired Nick. Like, I guarantee the Friavela are going to, like, reinstate him. <laughs> this is going to be, like, a big... She probably she probably lost the next election, the, the Social of, Democrats, you know, because more. she fired the racist Nikolaus guy. Amazing. Wait, should we explain what Nikolaus is? For this purpose, it's basically just Santa. Yeah, but it happens earlier in December. It's December 6th. But yeah. yeah, for this purpose, though, he would dress up the same way, right? Oh, okay. Yeah, like St. Nicholas is Santa. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. like, okay. the six, say the 6th of December thing, though. Um, Kids have to like tidy their shoes and then they get chocolate and like a clementine. You put your shoes outside of your door, right? Yeah. yeah. And then someone, and then, then Nicholas fills Nicolaus them. Nicholas fills them with treats. Yeah. So the 25th is still Christmas. Germans celebrate on the 24th, Christmas Eve, and December 6th every year is Nikolaus Tag, which is the yeah. day where you clean your shoes, you're an especially good child, so that- Just pure propaganda Nicolaus. to make fucking kids clean their shoes. Oh, yeah. Unbelievable. Well, they love the, like, house shoe, it's this whole thing. They, like, really, really care about, like, slippers and- And the, there's also, like, the guy who brings the- actual presence on Christmas is like the Weihnachtsmann. It's the Weihnachtsmann, yeah. But who yeah. is like kind of different from Nikolaus. In Separate America, entities. it's the same guy, <laughs> but they kind of separate it, but not really. It's it's a bit bizarre. But in this case, Nikolaus dressed like Santa, who they would maybe call the Weihnachtsmann also. Yeah. It's this mix of like traditional. Yeah, yeah. Christmas is like very fucked because like most of our are meaning like North American or like Anglosphere traditions we imported from Germany, but then it turned into such a like commercialized success of our interpretation and like bastardization of the German version that then that version was then re-exported to Germany. And so now they have this like bizarre amalgam of their own traditions and then the traditions that we have bastardized and commercialized and exported back here. So it's this whole mess. Such a weird... Feedback. Feedback. Feedback, guys. Yeah. Um, okay, I just want to just want to point out that between 2014 and 2020, so this article is from 2016, uh, the the support for the SPD dropped by 10%, wow. and the support for the Freie Wähler rose by 6%. So wow. I'm not saying it's, you know, connected, but... Santa delivered the, the Freie Wähler. Yeah. Shit. <laughs> 
Okay, let's read the article. Moving on. <laughs> well, Mariana Zona is maybe rethinking her decisions about Nikolaus. So we'll just say that. So here, Mook, in his own That's words, the SPD, uh, says that Rick even if he were allowed to be Nikolaus again, he would categorically rule out a return. Oh. He wanted to spare the children from hearing insults shouted at him. He's sort of imagining this in his head and quotes, there he is, Nazi Nikolaus. Mm. <laughs> nice ring to it. Advent aggression in the upper Bavarian district town. How could this happen? How could it? Wow. I mean, the so-called so identitarian <laughs> movement, which is an activist group observed by the Verfassungsschutz, like uh, the Office for Protecting the Constitution. Um, it's like it's a secret. Like, it's like the FBI. Yeah, I guess. It's like the yeah. Has distributed posters with the slogan "Child marriage equals child abuse" in Muldorf. This is like this weird kind of universal right wing thing where they like go on about like child trafficking and like child abuse, um, and like make this up as this like giant issue while at the same time ignoring actual people who yeah. um, actually abuse children. Yeah. So this is like one of those weird things. It's pretty similar to stuff you'd find in the U.S. Just like a slight German spin on it. Um, these like awful right-wing political cultures have unfortunately been converging quite a bit in recent years. I think here maybe it would also be helpful to mention that in Germany and in German-speaking regions, they over-index for QAnon followers on a scale of like, I think if you look at the biggest QAnon groups in English, it's about twice as many as the biggest QAnon groups in Germany. Mm. But if you look at the actual population size of people who speak these languages, yeah. it's one to 10. Yeah. So when you think about things like child marriage or child trafficking in Germany, they also come loaded with all of these ultra, ul, alternative cultural contexts uh, that may or may not be informed by different conspiracy theories. I'm not sure what the link is with um, the identitarian movement, but I would, uh, I would quite confidently say it's quite high. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good point. Yeah. And... This, inter this uh, identitarian movement warns against population exchange through immigration. So this kind of great replacement, um, yeah. like typical right-wing racist bullshit. Um, you know, the importance of dissent and identity is emphasized in a way that shows strong proximity to the biological thinking and national identity of right-wing extremists is what the Bavarian Office for Protection of the Constitution has said. And so basically this guy is affiliated with these pretty atrocious right-wing movements. And I mean, to their credit, the SPD governor, uh, mayor at the time fired him and said, you can't do that, which um, I think is, uh, is actually fair to her credit. One thing I would pause with with this article is that there is a really funny line where the author takes pause and says, listen, the identitarian movement, including Nazi Nicholas, um, they do, they were able to create strong connections within this community because many people who are not racist do not believe in child marriage or immigration. 
which I thought was, I don't know, for a paper like the Süddeutsche Zeitung, I thought that was a quite interesting phrase to include, to equivocate what constitutes racism and Nazi Nicolas without actually explaining what they mean there. I don't know. I would like to, I'd like to sh- them to show their work there. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I think this is typical of like a lot of sort of liberal discussions of far right wing people is that they they sort of just describe it all in a vacuum and are like, oh, isn't this so crazy? And then they don't actually get into like the details of where this comes from or what people actual like actually talking about. You know, they mentioned in the concluding paragraph, the cause is now being debated wildly on Facebook and Internet forums right-wing extremist blogs twist the incident so far that the SPD, to say the SPD demands from this Nikolaus guy a commitment to child marriages and child abuse. So like saying because they fired him for his ties to this like right-wing group that by doing that they're, oh, now they support child abuse, which is like, again, I think you see a lot of parallels to that in the U.S. where people are like, oh, you know, Joe Biden and the Democrats, like, support you know because they're anti-qanon they support child rape or whatever um, in the meantime the current nicolaus and the spd mayor are exposed to constant abuse and this is a direct translation shit storms which is i think we've oh made, maybe mentioned this on the podcast yeah, before but like Shitstorm is just like brought into german untranslated like yeah. shitstorm is a german word which i find funny and the mayor has even received death threats. And uh, she says she's, quote, on everybody's lips as a child molester in certain circles. So, like, pretty grim, Ooh. right? Like, wow. you know, getting rid of this, like, Santa guy who seems like he has ties to the far right, you know, whatever. Like, that's her discretion, right? And then getting all these, like, death threats and reports and people saying she's a child molester for getting rid of this, like, santa claus and so it's a it's a bit grim in this what do you say the town is like eighteen thousand people mm-hmm. or, yeah, yeah. that's really like, small pretty small town and for this to appear in Süddeutsche is like this is quite a big uh it's a quite a big deal to, yeah Aww. exactly that's interesting though about the the politics later about then going to the right-wing freya vela oh like like there was a backlash against getting rid of this guy obviously there's probably a number of issues at play but when was that mayoral election when the Fry Bela got in there? Twenty twenty. Yeah. Interesting. It, it because, does seem like yeah, a, that's yeah. like. I mean, it obviously, not the same year as the SPD did fairly well in the national election, but like, that's not like the peak sort of you know quote right wing populist right. wave. Maybe Nazi Nikolaus helped get the Fry Bela elected. Because having an SPD person win in Bavaria is like not very common, yeah. <laughs> especially in a town of 18,000 people. Right. Yeah. Well. Oh, I love this Shall one. we? Speaking of <laughs> heinous forms of discrimination. <laughs> on the 10th day of Christmas. What is this? Stuttgart Stuttgart Zeitung. Zeitung gave to me. <laughs> I'm actually losing my mind at this This one, so... It's hard to overstate how ridiculous this is. Um, Oh, this is amazing. um, We've got Ingmar Volkmann on the beat of the... Oh, wow. Uh, Who looks... 
who looks like a guy who writes for like the National Review or something. Like he mm. has he has extreme high school conservative. Yes. Uh, like the oh. lack of jaw, the floppy hair, the like he has he has that look. The way he takes up space in a photo, it's like, okay, you are a columnist for the Economist. Yeah, fair. Yeah. That yeah. was what you were born to do. I mean, the economist columnists at least like have a little more swag and like look a little smarter. He's like the guy who okay, didn't fair. get the job at the Economist and then had to go work for the Stuttgarter Zeitung. Or he's like Gen Z columnist at the Economist, translating what the TikTok teams are doing. I have no idea. This is from December second, twenty sixteen. Okay, so pre TikTok, back pre musically days, the day of my twenty fifth birthday, actually. Oh wow. shit. Wow. Do you guys want to explain Schwabian? Yes, that is extremely essential. <laughs> so, yeah, the Schwabenhaus means hate for hate for Schwabians. Um, Schwabia, what, uh, Michelle? You've spent some time in the Southwest. Could you explain <laughs> what that means, and so, maybe even why people hate them? Wow, that's a big ask. Because, well, first of all, the place where I spent a lot of time. It's actually not Swabian. It's Baden, which is like... Oh, is that very away? far away? Which my flatmate is from Is that like Baden when people say like Nuremberg's and... not actually in Bavaria, even though it's in the state of Bavaria? But yeah, it's like they actually do have different... In, uh, they have different Fankonia. dialects. Like yeah, you could tell. whatever. Are okay. we down in Freiburg or...? Uh, a bit higher. Oh, okay. Yeah. But they could tell each other apart. Like you, you speak to someone and, <laughs> right. they, no. and they, they've got you like clocked. But am I supposed to explain what what? Well, I mean, you've been closer to there than any of us. I've Um, never even been to Baden-Württemberg, so. I I mean. Can you say that the Floridians are German? Wow. Uh, Yeah, I'm. uh, (laughs) I would say it's kind of like it's. So if Bavaria is Texas, yes, right. That's what people always say, and I think it's not that wrong. Yeah, it's not that wrong. I, I kind of want to say it's like Colorado in this way, where they still have their own concrete identity and and which has a lot to do with like nature and like, oh, we have the most beautiful piece of land here. We're so like blessed by God. In that sense, maybe it, more like Utah. <laughs> I don't I don't want to go like the Mormon. Yeah, I know. I, it's so tinged by that. Yeah. I, but Colorado lives now. Yeah, but I, Colorado. But, but, I guess that's actually but fair. Because, of the, because like, Baden-Württemberg is now freshman, it's green. So it's like exactly. it's like Colorado turning from red to purple to blue of like Hickenlooper exactly. fucking blue of like right wing Democrats, and now we have Kretschmann right wing Greens. Okay, I'm I, so I'm I sorry. Say, I'm in favor of. I would say it's Colorado, oh. and 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 also fair because enough. of just the place that it takes up in people's minds who are not from Colorado. As kind of like this, like beautiful, yeah, perfect, the Black Forest, untouched place. Is the Black Forest in Schwaben, or is it just close? It, so this is like a whole, like kind of like Schwamiga, like it's a, it's a, it's a moving, <laughs> moving borders, or what I what I meant by the bottom thing in the sense is like my friends who are like kind of near Karlsruhe and you know like the like second Bundesliga they have the they have this whole song for the Karlsruhe thing like der Schwab muss raus 
Like they wow. they distance themselves from Schwab. Mm. Okay, so everybody hates Swabians. Everybody no. hates them. I mean, if anyone was paying attention to like German or like European economics in like post Euro crisis, you might recognize Swabian from Merkel talking about the Swabian housewife as right. a sort That's of archetype. Well, and no. we also referenced that on your interview with, with or Philippa. you referenced, yeah, with exactly. Philippa, yeah. Exactly. And so this idea that in that area, which is one of the wealthiest, if not the wealthiest area of Germany, that like the Swabian housewife is the sort of stereotypical person that like she balances her books, she's you know, pinching she's pinching pennies no. and, you know, they're they're wealthy. She's but making not... an Eintopf that lasts exactly. for five to seven days. Oh. Unlike those you lazy know? Greeks, she knows how to manage her money. Yeah. They are seen as like the folksy ones. Yes. Yes. Yeah. yes. yes. And it's yeah. and it's a weird version of like a folksy kind of like working class and like the moral group of people because it's a very wealthy well, that's Subset the thing that seems Germany. strange to me, like from sort of an outsider, like I, I it's, it's like this weird mix of, yeah, this kind of like folksy thing, but also like it is very wealthy, right? Like yeah. it's not like it's not like because I feel like in, in, in like the North American context, folksy would maybe like refer to sort of, I don't know, people who are maybe, yeah, from poor areas, but, you know, just making things work, you know, but, but that's but, not the case yeah, here. It, like it's this. I think it's like it's not as dissimilar, right? Because like. You'd see like, oh, I'm I'm just a small time oil man that owns only forty three wells or something, and like he's like more of a common man than like right. someone who has you know a master's degree in journalism and is like living in a basement in New York, right? Like <laughs> like that person's the elite, and the guy who owns forty oil wells is like the working class, right. and so like it's not an exact parallel in Germany, but there's something kind of going on there where like. Yeah. It it has more to do with their like cultural values and the in the way that they, um, the way that they intersect and also kind of uh, distance themselves from the different regional inputs, exactly. the different regional identities. Well, and 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 Baden-Württemberg and like Swabia is interesting because like Bavaria, you you know it as like its distinct area and like you know they're sort of like non-serious but like vague talks of you know like oh should Bavaria be its own country will it be like secession like it's kind of a different country like they have their their flag and it's like it's seen as like a very distinct there's quite a high percentage of people in Bavaria who are like yeah we would secede right if yeah. that were no. an option like yeah, yeah absolutely and like you never actually hear that about Baden-Württemberg like I mean, maybe people there no, say no no they're very like, they're very solidly like German, German, German. Yeah. They just feel but that their version distinct, of German is yes, is is exactly. the, is the true Germanness. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. But also, but Schwabenland like is also not just Baden-Württemberg. It's, it's like not, Eastern exactly. Baden-Württemberg and then Western Bavaria. So I feel like it's mm. sort of like this. Yeah, I think the in the modern context, kind of, it's most associated with like modern day Baden-Württemberg, right? right? But like, and like specifically, Stuttgart. Okay, to the. The Stuttgarter Zeitung. So this is like pretty funny. Just like the the whole like premise of the article is a paper from Stuttgart, which is in like Swabia in southern Germany. Very well off city. Like that's where like what like Porsche is like Daimler's there. Like it's a very well off town um, complaining about Dusseldorf, which is in NRW, uh, Northern Westfalen. I guess like fairly close to like the Netherlands. This would be like, I don't know, Phoenix like bitching about Portland or something. Like it just, it's just like 
it just ran. Like it's just like, why do you care? About... I don't know. It'd be about a far, a one place bitching about a place that's far away. Yeah. Like, it's just, it's just annoying. It's just dumb. It just doesn't make sense. It's no. just, like, yeah. and the fact that they sent a guy there, A, shows you that German local media is doing so much better than yeah, 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 its yeah. Anglo counterparts. Oh B, that guy, like, regional site. chauvinism is alive and and so the subheader actually says what you were about to say, Isaac, is the Swabian has functioned as an enemy in Berlin for years. Now, now, Neuenrhein-Westphalia is following suit. The Christmas market in Dusseldorf was first denigrated, denigrated as a Swabian market. And now has been sold. The reason it's too beautiful. Yes. Okay. So now, now they do like the little like where they say the city and then like the hyphen where it's from Dusseldorf. This is not the main body. We're used to it from Berlin. The Swabian image of the enemy has worked between Prenzlauer Berg, Friedrichshain, and Kreuzberg for years. The the stereotype being that like people, rich people from Swabia, have bought up apartments. In that they're the main like, force of gentrification, yeah, basically, which I don't think is entirely true, but like. Wealthy people from West Germany buying up previously cheap flats here has been like an economic force that has caused gentrification. I don't think that I don't think you can argue with that. You can't really. Just I think like Swabia maybe has taken too much heat for it specifically, but like I mean, look at like Munich, like people. Yeah, yeah. there's a lot of like rich <laughs> Munich people here too. I don't really know. Well, why but apparently, this is the stat I was going to share. Is apparently there's three hundred thousand Swabians in Berlin. That's a lot. How many Americans are there? Like a oh. hundred thousand, I think. It's not that many. 300,000, that's, like, almost 10%. Yeah. Yeah. That's, mm. like, quite a lot. And, like, I guess if... Because I think Schwabenland is about 8 million people, so I guess that's about 10% of the population of Germany. So, I mean, they're, you know... Okay, kind of representative then. But, I mean, I okay. doubt that there's, well, like, equally case, representative populations we, of different states in Berlin. Like, I doubt there's, like, an equally representative number of, like... The... The... Yeah. The Stadtgefühlsvertretung from, like, Baden-Württemberg here... A, a weird quirk about Germany is that states have embassies in the oh, capital. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. We've never talked about this on the podcast. But, no, like, seriously. This is the most insane It's insane. Thing, of, like, yeah. these places that are, like, you know, maybe a few-hour train ride away have giant, like, representation buildings in the, like, embassy quarter. So, like, the like Baden-Württemberg, and where Swabia is. They're huge. their influence. Oh yeah, the, yeah. the Baden-Württemberg, Baden-Württemberg one is insanely it's pristine. huge. It's like it's like, it's, on, it's like right on Tiergarten. It's right next to the Japanese embassy. Oh, okay. You're like you're yeah, like yeah, two yeah. blocks from With the Italian the one. Right. Yes, yeah. exactly. Yeah, right okay. next to the Italian. Yeah. Yep. Apparently, there's only twenty three thousand Americans in Berlin. Like well, citizens, don't like American that's citizens. Registered? That's probably. I mean, yeah, I don't know I how they're know counting. You kind of need to be to get a visa. Well, I don't know how they're counting residents. Like, right. if that's just that seems. But but I think if you're German, it's easy to just switch your like anmeldung and like Americans. It's like more chaotic. I don't know. I think I think foreigners here are underreported. But mm. who knows? Interesting. Yeah. Our cultural presence. Is- so. Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, it's too much. We need an identity <laughs> yeah. movement. Three hundred thousand Swabians in the city. It's a lot. Three, like it's yeah. I mean, you think about right. Run through your friends list in your head and think about all the people from like Stuttgart, 
Thuringen. That's in Schwabia, right? Thuringen is its own state. Oh shit, okay, now what am I thinking of? Tübingen? Tübingen. Tübingen. There we go. <laughs> Can't do Thuringen erasure. That's like the only, oh that's the, like, only state ruled by um, the... I mean, Bodo. Bodo, which is a sick name. <laughs> you got I know he's basically SPD, but like, you know. I don't know. I, maybe I just have a soft spot for him. Because he, he got cool. caught up in this like Candy Crush scandal where he was like, yes! Candy Crush. <laughs> there was so much to unpack. He was. Is he what? Is and then he said, like, sorry, I'm bored. <laughs> At, like, some meeting. Which is so cool. And you're like, yes, dude, like, you as are. A politician <laughs> yeah. is just admitting that you're not an important shit all day. That you're just, it's, like, actually kind of lame. He was like, this sucks. And I'm going to, like, play. And he was, like, in some discussion. You know, it was all recorded. And he's playing yeah. Candy Crush. Because <laughs> it was, like, uh, what was it? It was right as Clubhouse struck exactly. Germany. Exactly. And no one really understood it. So he was like, I'm anonymous. I can say whatever. And was like, ha ha. He's going off boring. about his like boring meeting. Right. I don't know. I like Bodo. Sorry. Yeah. Are we on okay, the 11th day of go. Christmas? Or are we still Schwabenhaus? No, no, we're still on the 10th We have so much to get to with the Schwabenhaus. Okay. Yeah. There's a lot in <laughs> the Schwabenhaus. Let's get into okay. it. Okay. So I, I talked about this, right? They're used to it. They're getting a lot of flack in Peberg, Friedrichshain, Kreuzberg. You know, to be fair, this the is the like, center of the this universe. Is, this is 2016, so this is like when those were like the sort of cutting edge of gentrification. Now, I guess it'd be like you know, vetting. You know, in Lichtenberg, like Neukölln is already like would have been like 2018 in this article. So like you know, the Schwaben, they're they're having their way with the whole city. But you know, so they're used to being discriminated against in Berlin. You know, poor guys. And now, unfortunately, the Swabian is also having a difficult position in beautiful Dusseldorf, which <laughs> is not how I would describe Dusseldorf. <laughs> anyway, several stands at the Christmas market are under criticism because in Dusseldorf, they have a Swabian-themed or had a Swabian-themed Christmas market. But after three years, it's over. The Swabian Christmas market will take place for the last time. In Dusseldorf, there was a collective sigh of relief that could be heard as far as Stuttgart. I mean, this is who do we have here? Ingmar. Ingmar's I mean, Ingmar's got a away with words. That's some hyperbole. Yeah. Wow. This article, I think, actually is the first time I've seen the German word for culture war, Kulturkampfen, <laughs> occur in the wild. Mm. Like not since Bismarck. Like <laughs> I think like actually yeah. seeing like not the English phrase culture war, but culture confidence. Yeah. I think this was the first time I've seen it. Because he is so so involved with emotions. The victimhood Feelings. complex in this article is wild. Yeah. So next subheading. Hardly any references to Baden Württemberg at the Christmas market. The Christmas market vilified as Swabian. Looks good. The structure of the stalls is pleasing. They are uniform and do not appear as thrown together as in other markets. I mean, just nailing every single stereotype being like they look uniform and perfect and like there's no chaos and they're orderly, which is like what people don't like about Swabians is like this obsession with like order and stuff. And like, and this is like the, the miracle thing with like citing the Swabian housewife that I mentioned is like, the Swabian housewife balances her books and isn't decadent and like does all of this. And like, that's why Germany like needs to, you know, 
squeeze grease for every last penny is like because like the swabians are like disciplined and like good and so like this is literally that stereotype but he's saying it unironically yeah it is that tweet that's like oh my god i can't believe the builders left in my bow tie today (laughs) yeah and um he talks about uh, several christmas stalls big disappointment they speak dutch instead of swabian you know um, which isn't that surprising I mean, given like that Dusseldorf is much closer to the Netherlands than yeah. Swabia. Uh, sorry, bud. But, it is also like they're just looking down the barrel of their dialect dying out within like one more generation, right? And so they get like extra anxious about all of this stuff. Yeah, like, it's a classic like be, status decline yeah. thing. It's like, you know, you're still going to be rich in Stuttgart, man. Just get over it. Like, Dusseldorf. But people aren't going to like speak in the same way. And so they're like sad about that. And, and it's like a decline of their. Yeah. And so then they go on, you know, this is big tragedy. Um, you know, they, they sort of mockingly cite people that say Swabian cultural imperialism must come to an end just made up stuff also to be clear apparently there's like a million people whose native language is swabian german so i don't think the swabian well i for one want to end their cultural i mean a million is like pretty good compared to like think of all those like dying dialects around the world a million is you know this article is like a fascinating artifact though of a dying culture Mm -hmm. you can see them clawing at the walls where it's like imagine right imagine the vanderbilt's and the Roosevelt's in mm-hmm. like Vermont, New York, Maine, with their little like community newsletters, essentially doing this thing. <laughs> yeah. They're like, New York, it's been taken over by the ethnics yeah. and the new money tech people. Yeah, they have yeah, no yeah. respect for our responsibility to but, whatever. But that's the thing is it's to, what this is, is it's a classic sore winner mentality. Like, mm. not only are they one of the wealthiest areas of Germany, not only do they, like, buy up all the nice flats in Berlin, which, like, is, you know, a bit of a stereotype, but also, like, to a large extent, as I think we talked about, is, like, true in some to, to some level. So, like, there's nothing really to complain about if you're, like, Swabian or, like, at least, you know, of the, like, middle to upper classes of Swabia. I know I'm sure there's, like, economic deprivation there. Not everyone is rich. Yeah. Yeah. But, like, the average person in Swabia is much better off than the average person in Germany. And yet they write this article as if, you know, Schwabenhass, like hatred of the Swabians in Dusseldorf. Like they're the actual victims here, which is a a, a classic right wing thing. And it's interesting to see, you know, this like this in Germany as well, because you see it obviously in in the U.S. so much is people that have everything going for them. And they can't handle just the fact that they have a good quality of life. They can't handle the fact that they've won in everything that anyone would ever want to win at. They also need you to like them. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) And it's like, I'm sorry, man. You have your cars. You have your apartments in Berlin. Give it up. Like, are you mad that people aren't eating spätzle everywhere? Yes, they literally are. are. That's actually what offends them. It's like what's so sad about this kind of thinking, right? Is that at the end of the day, 
they're all about this like paranoia that the cultural lineage is going to end but the cultural lineage is so pedigree so pristine that they won't actually do anything to help the people in that region yeah. where it's like yeah. there are plenty of Schwabians who also live in poverty who also could continue these regional traditions mm. and, and they don't beliefs. want them to they put them in like these weird little pods right like yeah. remember that with the green black government they like they're like not doing anything for homeless people. They're putting them in like solar powered like caskets overnight. And it becomes this thing where it's like, yeah, look, if you look at dying languages, indigenous languages in North America is a great example of this. Yeah. It's often because of the extent of marginalization yeah. and the extent of oppression that essentially wipes out and eradicates these languages and these cultures. Mm. With Schwerbian, it's like, listen, you have all the resources in the yeah. world to yep. maintain this. I don't know if these op-eds are really going to get you that far, babes. <laughs> it's like, it's like other, other, other cultures have had Is their languages... The like other cultures have had their languages dissolved to, like, externally imposed imperialism. And it's like, you've just cho- chosen to dissolve yours with, like, hyper-capitalism. And, like, you, you decided that exporting cars... And having like an international like export facing business climate is more important than your language. And then you're bitching about your language. Like they fully have the money and the power to like say like, oh, we're only going to teach Swabian they in our schools. They should make a good institute yeah. for And like make like bias. every expat that works at Daimler and yeah. moves there like not learn German but learn oh. Swabian. Like, yeah, like <laughs> why? Okay, if you really care, do that. And they're not doing that because they don't care. They just want to complain. No. Well, that's exactly what I thought about when I saw that, like, a million people, their native language is, like, Swabian German. Is like, I think about how, like, in Canada, there's, like, 30,000, 50,000 people who, like, speak Cree and Ojibwe and, like, these indigenous languages. Like, that's, that's like, not a lot of people. A million, I'm like, that's, like, self-sustaining for exactly. generations and to come. they're also rich. Like, they could sustain it if they wanted to. Yeah. That Cry would be it, interesting. Uh, it, like, I think we will see that kind of stuff popping up like little institutes of oh especially without the especially without the cdu yeah yes this is going to create so much like cultural like (laughs) neuroses in germany like you already see that springing up like the cdu doesn't know what to do without being in power and and they're freaking out this could be their like wedge issue we need to like preserve the germanness through our well it's like how linka wanted to be a party of the movements and that obviously ate shit but like <laughs> uh, the, the, the union can be the party of the regional chauvinism. Yeah, <laughs> I think that has a better chance of success. I don't even know if they're that smart to like latch onto it, but if they do, okay, cut that. <laughs> that's that, that's five, five million euros for that idea. Oh my god! <laughs> yes, <Yeah>, seriously. <laughs> oh my god, he would pay. <laughs> <laughs> he would. He's and so they conclude, um, Thomas. Giesel, the mayor of Dusseldorf, sorry, Geisel, Thomas Geisel, the mayor of Dusseldorf, is, uh, he's actually personally a bit upset about this, apparently. He was born in Elwangen, which I guess is in that area. Um, so, you know, he's, uh, he's kind of joking about it. And then the, the Stuttgarter who's there then says, you know, well, actually, if the mayor, you know, who's presiding over shutting this down, if he wants a little bite to eat, he stops actually at Spätzl and Friends, <laughs> the Schwabian snack bar in oh. Dusseldorf. 
which means that the Swabian will actually not allow himself to be driven out of the city after all because that bad social democrat mayor who's allowing the Swabian market to get kicked out actually loves Spätzl. So, in that sense, they and win. And that's what it's all that's about. That's what it's is all specific about. the specific type of noodle. That the weird, it's like, it's, a, what is it, like a, yeah, it's like a, it's like a type of noodle covered in cheese. Yeah. I mean, Spätzl is good. But, good. It's like, it's like German yeah. mac and cheese. It's pretty good. Like potatoes, flour, egg combined. It's a potato together. noodle, right? Exactly, yeah. and then you put, put it through, through like a grater. A yeah. Okay, does everybody have a vision for our final stretch here? Oh, yeah, yeah. Let's, let's bang this out. Two more? Yes. Right? I think so. The final two. We 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 got all the Schwabenhas out of our system. I think Obsessed so. with that like categorical tag. <laughs> Michelle, would you like to announce what day of Christmas we're on? On the 11th day of <laughs> Weihnachtsmarkt Skandalen. Die Tagesspiegel. Gibst du mir Black Accusations of racism. <laughs> <laughs> we really worked our way up and we've gone like step by step. And we started with the most minor baked goods. Lily. And here we end buying... up at the ultimate not the ultimate the not penult- the, the penultimate sorry, the penultimate 11th day of christmas what do we got we've got black, black facing face. in potsdam let the record state this is not a wonky english translation if you look at the german source text that is what they've labeled this yeah. as yeah it's, it's literally verb. it's just like you you do the translation it's the same like in you german it says action. black facing yep. in potsdam yeah English version, black facing in Potsdam. They love the present continuous. <laughs> yeah, the, the German the German title is Rassismus Vorwurf, Weihnachtsmarkt ohne, in quotes, Zwarte Pieten. Um, it's interesting that they keep that. That's the Dutch, right? Mm. Yeah. Black Peter, right? Which is like pretty infamous at this point. It's on an the, often off the discussed. Dutch National yeah. Day, right? Where they like they've gotten in a lot of trouble for that, and they say like, "Oh, we're going to keep doing this as tradition." Blah 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 blah. And so this is yeah, this is in Tagesspiegel, which I guess is like the biggest Berlin daily. It's the biggest Berlin daily. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and like I don't know, it's it's fairly centrist, but like. I guess has a decent reputation. Like this is not like a tabloidy no. paper. No, right? no, it's not no. like been yeah. in a Zeitung or something. Like it, it's like a it's a pretty legit, pretty respected yeah. newspaper. And so it's interesting that they they keep that in scare quotes and they keep it in Dutch for for the Black Peters because there's this picture here um, in Potsdam. Their like header picture here. There's like a Nikolaus Santa kind of guy who's like looks like a bit like a cardinal, but also has a Santa beard and like a staff. Like it's like a cardinal slash Santa slash Gandalf all mixed in one. <laughs> Incredibly well groomed, I will add. His hair has been conditioned. <laughs> yeah, look his, at that. His cardinal the waves hat are is like papacy ready. Oh yeah, like he's not yeah. Santa Claus. He's, he's no amateur. No, yeah. no, he's been chiefing on that white smoke. He's, uh... <laughs> he is the three wise man. He's, he's got his hand up mind. even like that. Yeah. He is flanked by three people in blackface. And, and we mean black face. Yeah, like, like we don't mean covered. Justin Trudeau dressing up as like no. an Indian. 
No, no, we mean like literally like black. They have, they have still black. Bad. The color oh. black. They have the color black like wigs on, and then they've got the gollywog. Is it less too. or more racist to to put on paint that's not actually the color of anybody's skin? This, I think, actually, we can discuss this later in the article. But so, do you think this is an incredibly German thing? Um, mm. That they actually do talk about. They don't talk about it, but they reference it in the article. Essentially, I would say that in the German mindset, if I was to get into the inner life of a German, <laughs> um, which I often do as an exercise in self-hatred and self-harm. <laughs> um, we've all, we've all They have outsourced the center of racism, not only through the pigmentation being actually just straight black, mm. but also through outsourcing this as a Dutch trend and a yeah. d- Dutch phenomenon. It's exactly naming this, not yeah. doing the so translation. So is in the Dutch advent yeah. mark. And it will attract visitors to the Dutch quarter of Potsdam, which has this like very historic um, area that like it does kind of look like the Netherlands there. I um, mean, this like one, you know, it, it's kind of cute. But they want to get rid of this. The reason the city of Potsdam no longer wants to support the suspected racism depiction of the black makeup helpers. Suspected. Suspected. Doing a lot of work there. With public money. So this is public funds going. Oh my God. And so, yeah, this is a great point, right? Is there like. They're doing the racism and they're like, no, no, no. We're just doing the Dutch people who are doing racism. <laughs> yeah, and the Dutch yeah. people are like, we're not doing racism. We're just doing tradition. And so everybody has like one level of like plausible deniability. And it's just like, you're still in blackface, dude. Like it, you, yeah. you don't get to yeah. get out of this. this and again, is this is so in, obvious. So <laughs> this is 2015. I mean, it, it, this is not like, oh, way back in the day. It does not get clearer than this. No. I have like... The thing, right, the thing to think about, with first of all, the Zvatabir, in tradition, it is an incredibly Dutch tradition of blacking up for Christmas. That itself is incredibly problematic, but the Dutch do, uh, some people in the Netherlands will excuse it based on, like, the cultural heritage around it. What is interesting here, in my opinion, is that the way that Germany deals with race and racism is actually in a way that I think a lot of people won't publicly recognize, A lot of people on both sides will say Germans don't like to talk about race. On one side, you have the people who are affected by racism. They, we rather, will report, yeah, people get really defensive if you call them out. There's no room for equivocation. On the other hand, they say, well, that's not really our problem. We didn't colonize anyone. Also factually a bit fictitious, shall we say. The thing is, the thing is that Germans love to talk about race. They just love to talk about other people's racism. Yeah. Which is why the Zvata Pieta thing is so fascinating and so troubling because it allows them that distance. It gives them that meaningful distance to say, well, we're celebrating someone else's tradition. So are we being racist if it's someone else's culture who is white? And there are so many hoops to jump yeah. through of yeah. their own invention, that it gives them some space. Again, a common misconception, Germans actually do love to talk about race. They love Donald Trump for that reason. Because mm. they got to say, look at America, a racist country. Yeah, it makes and them feel less far, racist because it's yeah. not, in the same way they love like 
Jim Crow or like the KKK. Well, and it connects with like or like, like Indiana sort of like is, exactly hobbyism thing. Yeah, like this Indiana hobbyism that we talked about in a few episodes ago. Like, okay, like we're they like excuse it by saying, okay, we're like sort of honoring this culture that is being persecuted by the racist mm-hmm. Americans. Like we're on the racist ones. They are the racist ones. And we are somehow like honoring this kind of cultural tradition. It's yeah, very strange. Exactly. Like gives it like, Bizarre. it gives a level of deniability here. And so, yeah, I mean, luckily they, they suspended the public money for this, which, uh, which is good. Um, but so it's sort of been like the city. Um, again, we have an SPD mayor. Um, I hope we're not coming off as like SPD stands on this episode. They really anything. just sweeped us. But they really, well, I think this is like, this is like a lot of these come from the mid like teens when like, I think the SPD yeah. still, still had a pretty good hold on mayorships in like reasonably sized cities across the country. Um, the last two we looked at, they lost their mayorships after yeah. these articles. So <laughs> you know, I think it's probably still, still SPD. SPD yeah. yeah, but they their election is in twenty twenty six. We'll see. We'll see. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which means they won in twenty twenty one, right? If it's a five, is well, it a five the, year? Thing? The, apparently, its last one was in twenty eighteen. That seems like a very an l- eight year cycle. long mayor mayor. Oh, I got to move to Brandenburg. I mean, that's a <laughs> what a lifetime. I never lead. get an eight year contract for anything. <laughs> That's a good gig. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Can't be that hard to get into the Brandenburg. There's just so SPD. much less going on out there. I mean, again, yeah, this, is just, this is so just Wikipedia. There's, you know, there's, there's, uh, it can take eight years. Anyway, so there was a little showdown between the Friends Association for the Protection of Dutch Culture in Potsdam. Oh, Uh-oh. my God. Uh, <laughs> Just shut up. Like, just shut the I mean, fuck. I'll, I'll, tra- I'll like, just say the exact German for that. Um, they say care, but care doesn't really make sense. Förderverein zur Pflege niederländische Kultur in Potsdam. So it says like that would for, translate like, the to care. I would say like, like maintenance, maintenance, maintenance of, oh, okay. or the upkeep of. Okay, you know, exactly. protection sounds a bit yeah. more fascist. Yeah. Okay, we'll be fair and say yeah. upkeep or maintenance. And so yeah, the Black Peter. There's no more money for that, um, and the the town hall was advised by several expert professors from the University of Potsdam. Anyone who's been paying attention to Berlin politics will know Germans love for expert commissions, which they are trying to do with the expropriation movement for corporate landlords, which was actually approved by a pretty wide margin by actual voters. And of course, the governing coalition is trying to water down and say, oh, well, we understand the people want this. However, we're going to get an expert group. And so... But has already been, like, legally proved, right? To be... Yeah, yeah, because it couldn't have gone on the ballot unless it was legal. You can't just put, like... You can't just do a referendum to be, like... They uh, delayed this whole Let's kill... Let's let's, uh, let's put all Swabians into concentration camps. Like, that wouldn't, (laughs) like... I would like you to couldn't <laughs> you couldn't put that on a ballot. Right. I'm not no. saying I want to yeah. do that. But I'm just saying you couldn't do that. Right. Hypo- Although that would have passed with 78% but, approval in Berlin. <laughs> but all before, referendums have to have a constitution to the yeah. signature collecting phase of it. It has to be like verfassungskonform. Like it has yeah, yeah. to be you can't, in line you can't propose with an illegal thing law. as a referendum. Right. Yeah. Makes sense. Yeah. 
Okay, wait. So, how did we get to this here? Like, I'm I'm not sure I followed. Oh, be, the jump be, because to the... they hired professors to advise the government oh. about what to do <laughs> yeah, about yeah, this. Yeah. So it was just relating to the idea <laughs> of getting expert groups to be right. like, "Is racism bad?" And they're like, "We need to talk to an expert." Yeah. <laughs> right. Let's not überlegen. Yeah. <laughs> um. And so solutions were sought in rounds of talks with the association. So they're like, the experts are going with... I love to seek solutions. um, For example, trying to find a color other than black. And the association refused to do this by referencing tradition. And I'm sorry, that's not... That's not better. That's not better. No, no, no. (laughs) It is like insane that groups of people will jump (laughs) there. Yeah. Yeah. They're like, okay, okay, what if it wasn't black? What if we just looked like um, a person from India? Like, that would be yeah. not racist, right? Oh, my God. Insane. I would love to see, like, a Rosa Peter, maybe? Or like yeah, a, just, like, full Smurf, a little, Rota like, Peter. Um, blonde no, Peter. Rota would not be good, actually. I guess Runa a, Peter? Yeah. Lila Peter? <laughs> Browner Peter. Oh wait, that's every Nine. Peter. That's every Peter. <laughs> yeah. Um that's tough. Okay, so again, um, like I said, we're kind of being SPD stands here indirectly. Because there's a bunch of SPD again, there's one SPD mayor we certainly don't like. Um and but apparently, I mean, we've had, like, several examples of SPD mayors actually standing up against, like, blatant racism and yeah. discrimination. So, you know, fair enough. Not to Nick credit, credit where credit is due. Um, I guess. And I like this quote. Um, I like this quote. I think this is also from... Oh, no, this is from the Migrants Advisory Council in Potsdam, which uh, oh is, is very true. And, you know, they're sort of disputing this idea that tradition is a good excuse for this, which, again, isn't even a German tradition. Right. It's importing a racist Dutch tradition and then deferring to the idea of tradition to defend it, which is like, come on, man. Like, it, it, if you're going to defend your own racist tradition, just like just defend it on its merits. Don't do this like chicken shit indirect yeah. thing where you're like, oh well, these other guys are racist and this is their tradition. Oh, but so we don't gonna... want to discriminate against the Dutch. Yeah, I mean, oof. I mean, talking about Schwabenhaus, like, oh, Nieder, Niederländische Haas. That that's the real pro- the social issues I'm concerned about. Like, and to be fair, so this uh, Potsdam uh, Migrant Advisory Council says, I think quite aptly. Quote, it was once a tradition in Germany to beat one's wife and children, disputing this idea that tradition is any kind of defense, which, yes, correct. Um, Potsdam Migrants Advisory Council, correct uh, and well done. If you're tuning into this from outside of Germany or you don't know much about Germany, one thing to keep in mind throughout this discussion of race and racism is that in Germany you cannot use the word Rasa or race to describe race. Mm. Instead, legally and politically, it's all defined by Migration Hintergrund mm. or migration yeah. background, which thereby puts someone like me, mixed race, visibly brown. If I turn a corner without thinking about it, I turn it too quickly, people do scream and run. Um, it puts me at the same level as someone from France. Yeah. There is no equivocation. Which thereby means that someone can say, yes, this tradition is incredibly like racist and anti-black, 
But it is a Dutch tradition. So are we not being racist against the Dutch by it banning this? Because it's all the same. It's, it's a different like construction of it. Right? Yeah. Yeah. On the twelfth day of Christmas, my true love gave to me. The war on Christmas came to Germany. Oh, that was beautiful. Yeah. It's sure That's did, right. Didn't it? <laughs> you heard it right. There. We've got there war. No, we've got Christmas. There is no escape. There is no escape from the court. Yeah. Hide your ginger kids, hide your ginger wife. <laughs> <laughs> so this is obviously an extremely common, extremely tedious trope for anyone tuning in from the US, which is Ooh. that this idea people say holiday and they mean Christmas and blah blah blah, and there's the war on Christmas, and this is like I mean, how, I don't know how long my this, entire I, life. I, I don't remember this life. not. I don't remember this not going on. Yeah. And I guess this is like a bit reactionary, but I kind of like how people in Europe will just say Christmas or like the UK. Like you can just wish people a Merry Christmas, and it doesn't come off as reactionary at all. Maybe that's bad. Maybe I'm a bad person. It just seems less stressful. However, I understand the reasons for why people try to make them, you know, not as religious. And you know what? I don't care that much. And the people that get really mad about people not saying Christmas are so tedious no. and they can just fuck off. You know what? Frost Fest. Frost Fest? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Perfect. I mean, Middle ground. Yeah. Nailed it. Hit everyone with it. Like, yeah. like everybody's getting time off. Yeah. Like, that's the point, right? Is that you're not fucking working. Entirely. It's the idea of it's, happy holidays <laughs> not meaning Christmas. Hanukkah or other denominational holidays during this period. Right. It's about being like happy Bitch, celebration. You get two weeks off. Have fun. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, I've, and and that is the <laughs> difference between here and the U.S. Is like here, everybody does take in some capacity like time off. Yeah, like in, in the can... U.S. you don't. You you like you work on the twenty fourth. Yeah. You go back to work on the twenty sixth. Yeah, you work. It's a on long the, weekend. You work yeah. on the thirty first, and then you can like get drunk, and then you go back to work on the second. I think this. It's not the biggest scandal that we have here, but I think it's the most important because what I think is that it's a sign of things to come. And it's, it's so uh, indicative. It's a di- yeah. it's a sign of the direction that we're going. Mm. Yeah, for sure. Hetze im Netze. That's what I'm always saying. Why I love Hetze is the Christmas Netze. market? <laughs> why is the Christmas market now called? The Lichtermarkt, the light market. Ah! What are those headlines where you just read it and you're like, okay, I've got 17 questions and all of them are why, 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 yeah. why, 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 why did you do this? And so, like, this is this means, like, uh, yeah, the light market. So this is, like, essentially the equivalent of calling, you know, the Christmas season the holidays. A Christmas market is, become, is being called the light market. You're taking the Christ out of Christmas. The thing is, right? I can almost understand this headline because this is in where don't Neue Westfälische Zeitung. This is in Elmshorn. Elmshorn, which is close to Hamburg. 
Don't flame her for this online, but Germans are notoriously not great at Christmas lights, so why would you call something a Lichtermarkt a light market if you're not going to do it right? <laughs> it's true. Sorry. Yeah, all I'm seeing Sorry. is some gingerbread things with some, like, garish blue lights in the background. That so... tree doesn't even have... A, there's an image on yeah, the screen right horrible. now. It looks And the it distribution of lights is, it like... horrible. And we should say the caption is Christmas... Uh, the caption of the, the, like, little gingerbread the thing. The crappy caption. The crappy caption. <laughs> also, why is this like Neue Westfälische Zeitung? So in is Westphalia. That in Westfalen? No, it's in, in Schleswig-Holstein. Yeah. Why is the West this Westphalia? Because they can't get enough of the culture war. Like so Elmshorn is this like small town in uh, uh, Schleswig-Holstein. Why is it's this like Westphalia in Hamburg? Right? Yeah, like why are they reporting yeah, on this? It's just outside of Hamburg, and so. Anyway, everybody needs a culture war. And so the caption of the photo says Christmas market, winter market, lights market. The naming of some Christmas markets is causing a storm of outrage on the Internet. Oh, not on the Internet. Oh, God. Shit storms. I. (laughs) The Christmas market at Elmshorn in Schleswig-Holstein has a long tradition, but. The City Marketing Association decided in 2017 that something had to change. No, 2007? It's been Sorry, like this since 2007. Sorry, 2007. So yeah. why are they caring about this now in 2017? I, I, because this stuff it's never something ends. that no one no. cared about, and then they realized there was a culture war they could glom onto, and then found something that changed a decade before. Yeah. We should say this article is from 2017. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. And this change okay. is from 2007. Yeah. So like this Ten is years, this is, this shows you how much how culturally derivative like the awful German culture wars are. Like I'm I, I think True. some people probably saw on on Twitter recently the the EPP, the European People's Party, which is the like CDU party in the European Parliament tweeted this thing about how they're like gonna keep calling it christmas and like they're not gonna say happy holidays or anything which i don't think anyone was pushing for in europe anyway right but it was like the 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 biggest party which is the biggest party in europe the you know the for example like ursula von der leyen the president of the european commission is from there um the most influential party in the eu at the european level posted this like inane thing about how they're defending Christmas and how they're not going to say happy holidays. And it's like, is anyone saying you shouldn't say that? And so you see this creeping in. And this is like an extremely boring American thing that like, like you said, Michelle, like I I have no living memory of this not existing. I really, it's been around like since I've been conscious. A hundred percent. I think the big question here, right, is like, I mean, as the article poses, posits, the article posits, why are Christmas markets being called light markets? But it doesn't answer the question by whom? Who yeah. is actually doing this? Who is pushing for this? And at what social cost? What are the stakes here? Those are not defined, which then makes it an incredibly complicated question where it's like, I don't know, why do I call my hair black and not dark brown? It doesn't really matter. Semantics. These are decisions that we make every day. Who does it matter to? To whom are these stakes relevant to? I don't know. And I I would venture to guess if you ask 
the author of this piece, they also would be quite hard pressed to find any actual mm. rationale behind this. It's not, it's not it, a very deep argument. Like it's not very. It's just made up. Yeah. yeah, like so this this again this happened in two thousand seven. They changed the name, and this is like sort of post. Um, obviously have to put this in scare quotes like refugee crisis of 2017 Uh, the crisis being um people needed to be let into the country and were in fairly large numbers but not large enough but still like the sort of right wing you know rise of the afd the right wing populism moment like this was all kind of kicking off in europe this was like deep in this discourse right in 2017 yeah and so there's a CDU politician and former member, uh, former member of the Bundestag, um, some Erika Steinbach. Um, she's close to the AFD, they describe. Um, and so she, oh, she actually left the CDU because of Merkel's refugee policy. Mm-hmm. So she's got awesome politics. Um, one, she was in the Conservative Party. Two, she left it because... Merkel was too left-wing for her. Tough. She says, quote, I don't know any country other than Germany that throws its own culture and tradition overboard like that. Tweeted the 74-year-old. Oh, my God. This is so... Okay, this is one thing that actually pisses me so... It pisses me off so much with the German media is that the way the tweets actually act as a news source. <laughs> like, okay. Yeah, I mean, then they say boycotting yells one Facebook comment. Germany is getting rid of itself, like destroying itself. We're destroying our own culture, says one comment. They're just going on a racist, racist Facebook page and like Aww. making that a source. Yeah. And it's just like... It's lazy. It's just so pathetic. It's not even just lazy, though. This is incredibly no, yeah. dangerous. A yeah, few exactly. years ago, a few years ago, I was reading the news. I think I've reached the Independent. There was an article about Germany. It was, to be fair, a really horrific story of someone pushing, I think, a mother and her kid into the train tracks in Frankfurt. Oh, yeah. And yeah, in the aggregation... Awful, yeah. I mean, I looked at the author. The author didn't seem to have any relationship to Germany. I looked at how they got the information because they identified the nation in Africa from which this person was allegedly Mm. from. And I was trying to figure out, actually, how did you get this information? This doesn't seem like something any police department would actually make public. Publicly available, yeah. So I traced it back through a series of, like, probably five backlinks to a regional paper in NRW that essentially cited an anonymous, clear AfD Twitter account. The only tweets were support uh, supporting AfD politicians or asking the police, okay, but what was the nationality of the person who committed this crime? Until the police actually replied and said, we think this person is from XYZ country, which we then... Think- through all of this aggregation was then collated into the English language media. That's, oh, that's so irresponsible. But also, like, so common in, like, the German language media using Facebook comments, Twitter, as a pulse check, despite the fact that realistically, yes, Germans do use social media, but in ways that are, I don't know, indecipherable outside of Germany. And yeah, I mean, this... 
this seems like it's been a tedious thing in German politics on like various levels for a little while. Um, you see, like, um, for example, you know, there's been this right wing push against the Christmas markets. Um, for example, in the the Pegida movement, which you know has complained about the Islamization of the West as far back as 2014. And so they have complained that, um, for example, in Munich, it's now called a Wintermarkt instead of a Weihnachtsmarkt. And so they're going on, you know, about the erasure of our culture and blah, 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 blah. Again, this happened in 2006. Like, I think they're, you know, Germany is a country of immigrants. Like, it's just a it's just kind of a demographic fact. And it's nice that some cities are realizing that, you know, it's not even taking away from like the traditions. They're just calling it like, oh, yeah, it's about you know, Vinta. And like, probably that's just a marketing scheme to like try to open it in early November instead of like over Christmas time, whatever. I don't care. And so, you know, again, 2006, they changed the name in Munich and then people um, are getting mad about it. And then, of course, build our first our oh first source, you know, coming full circle. They're getting so mad about it, you know, that they're erasing German culture and you know, they're they're getting rid of, you know, these traditions, you know, why is it be calling why is it called the Winterfest? And this article is like pretty critical about it, um, fair enough. And but then they still like give voice to these like lousy, just stupid people on Facebook who shouldn't be considered a source in an article. They say, to put it in the words of a Facebook user on the Steinbach post, help, our Christmas trees are now called winter trees. And it's just like, who cares, man? One person's opinion. Like, it, it, it doesn't matter. What I do think... they think about the Dusseldorf proposal to call it what? Like, a winter <laughs> gastronomy concept. <laughs> No, sorry, that was uh, Bavaria. Yeah, 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 that was with Soda. The romantic. Oh yeah, yeah right. Wait, yeah. that was just to make money, right? So, the, the, so that that's one, fine. That was right. different. Yeah, yeah that's exactly. A that wasn't. It wasn't. I want it, to see It wasn't explicitly secular. Fight. It was just explicitly <laughs> capitalist. So it's fine. Okay. Yeah. 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 <sighs> so that um, that wraps up the twelve days of Christmas market scandals. <laughs> My We've God. come so far. We've come so far, and. Um, yeah, thanks for hanging out. I'm favorite Christmas. My true love gave me shit. <laughs> My true love gave me a... Culture cu- wars. Culture wars, baby. <laughs> it's Christmas, not winter. God damn it. The thing is, I try not to take the bait with culture wars. Right. But after the 12 days of Christmas, I'm ready to fight. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I feel activated. Like, yeah. <laughs> it, it, I feel ready to fight. I don't know in which direction. No. I'm mad at everybody. I'm, I'm mad upset. at the people. I'm, I'm mad at the, like, I'm mad at everybody. We're one yeah. of the like college debate societies for full grown adults, or is that just being <laughs> in politics? <laughs> it just, everybody is tedious and an idiot, and it's just like, my God. Can I not drink my glue vine in peace? Right. Just enjoy the season. Just have fun. Well, that's not why you tune into this podcast. You tune into this podcast and we can tell you how Christmas markets are bad and stupid. And yeah, I think think that about does it. Well, we wish wish everybody... I'm seeing seeing the number three hours, 43 minutes on my, (laughs) (laughs) so um, forgive me, forgive me for a rough segue, but 
this is kind of where we are at this point. And <laughs> well, yeah. it's been a pleasure. Thank you for having yeah, me. Yeah, no, thanks so much. And we, <laughs> we hope everyone has a great, a great holiday season and can uh, can find some levity in our. Uh, Stupid Christmas market bullshit and mm. Germany that even the most wholesome, nice thing you think about this country actually has a actually bunch of bullshit. <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, we we very much appreciate Nathan coming on and uh, and joining our our little glue wine you, fueled fest Thank here. You know what doesn't suck? Glue vine. Gluvine is good. Yeah. Yeah, 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 we drank like three liters tonight. <laughs> At least. And yeah. that was in the first hour. <laughs> uh, thank you guys for having me. Yeah, Nathan. This has been a so, great um, as we said, you know, as we introduced you on the pod, a, a thought leader and entrepreneur. Where can the people find your thoughts and business ventures? If you would like to find my thoughts, don't look for them because I can't find them either. <laughs> um, if you'd like to find my business ventures, I do. I am a professional furniture finder. I can be found on twitter.com backslash fern for all. That is F U R N F O R A L L. I will repeat that F U R N F O R. A-L-L. You can also search alternatively for furniture for all and you will find We will put that in the show notes as well. It sounds so nice when you like slow it down like that. It sounds lovely. And we will also include it in the show notes. Um, Yeah. Amazing source of extremely beautiful furniture from Mm. across... The UK and Europe, and I think farther afield as well, occasionally. Wherever I find it. Wherever you find it. Um, I I do have to actually say I have a a piece that you found. Do you? Yeah, in in my flat in Oxford. I don't think, I meant to tell you. I have a picture of it. I'll show you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have one too. Before you you started Furniture for All, I DM'd you about it. I have my little like night table. Oh my God, was that you? Did you have a different Twitter account? I don't think so. Okay. Shit. Oh my okay. god. Yeah. So changed my life. It was like my first eBay climax. Yeah, I remember you said. I was like, I'm gonna just go to Temple Hop and go on a journey to find this. Yeah, you said this is yeah. my apartment. I was, like, is- I was like, I'm going to put my roots in. Yeah. Incredible. So if you life need, changing, you guys, if you need a Christmas gift for a loved one or just one for yourself, or yeah. you just want to look at beautiful, mostly mid-century, but not exclusively. Not <laughs> I don't discriminate. It's been a critique. <laughs> Someone was like, why is this all mid-century stuff? Haters be haters. Oh, beautiful. Various forms of beautiful yes. furniture. We can highly recommend the follow. We will include that in the show notes. And, and Nathan is great on Twitter. And Nathan also. is great on Twitter. And... Potentially being coy about... You can find me handle. at Nathan Ashma. It's very difficult to spell. That is N-A-T-H-A-N-A-S-H-M-A. Once again, that is N-A-T-H-A. Wait, but that's not actually your Twitter handle. That's not your oh, Twitter fuck. Handle. No, that is wrong, it's isn't it? It's wrong. I'm, I'm on it right now. Oh, <laughs> I'm fact-checking always. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. My apologies. <laughs> my, t- my Twitter handle is Nathan Ashma without the vowels in Nathan. That's very confusing. Let me say it for you. N T H M A S H M A. Once again, that is twitter.com slash backslash 
N-T-H-N-A-S-H-M-A. You can also search Nathan Ma. Link in the description. Just look at the link. Yeah. Well, thanks so much, Nathan. And yeah, thanks everybody for listening. Thanks for sticking around. Of course. Yeah. This is. This has been a pleasure. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Happy holidays. No. Happy Christmas. Make make sure to make sure to include make sure to enjoy your glue vine and try to take it easy on the tax fraud this Christmas. Yeah, you guys chill out on the tax fraud. Just take it easy. We all know. Well, you know, you're having fun with your friends. You're just partying, right? Anyway, Whoopsie. pour another glass of glue vine and you forget to pay Mevich Doya on it. And you, no one wants to be that guy. No, you don't want to be that, that guy. guy. So don't be that guy. <laughs> pay your Mevich Doya. Come on, guys. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Cheers. Cheers. Cheers.